This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday, though, spoiler alert, not this Sunday, you get me and Maureen all over again uh, doing a little something we call the Town Watch, uh, which is like a half an hour of us yammering. That sounds great, right? Who wouldn't want that? You can get that if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. It is a very great club. Anyway, patreon.com slash says who. Hey, everybody. Look, uh, this is not a transactional relationship, but if books are your thing, why not get yourself a copy of Nine Liars in paperback? Why not? Or don't. It's totally up to you. Remember, whatever you say goes, we're just friends. If you want to buy Maureen's book, you can go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop on the internet. Or you can go to your own local actual physical bookshop that's the better option do that instead anyway if you are on the internet buying stuff you can always go to merch.saysupodcast.com where we have a large array of says who merchandise or you could go to shop.dancinker.com where i sell three patches that's great oh boy hey dan hey maureen well how is your morning it's been a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah? It's been a little what, what? bit frantic. I didn't do good time management today. And oh, wow. as a result, I feel insane. How about oh, yeah. you? Dan, this morning, um, after breakfast, we all got on a boat, went into the bay. It feeds off the Pacific. And we, uh, we watched humpback whale mothers teach their little baby humpback whales how to flap their tails in the water to propel themselves, how to jump and show their bellies and flip their dorsal fins. And we saw the mothers protecting their little babies. We saw them come out of the water and blow through their spout and tip their big tails up and slap the water. Mm. We saw beautiful birds that are protected, that have wild blue feet and uh, pelicans swooping down to eat fish. That sounds real nice, Maureen. That's what this morning was, Dan. We well, came back and then we had lunch. Yeah, what'd you eat? Yeah. Well, today's lunch uh, was tortas. With, I uh, love torta. So it was tortas and salad and french fries, actually. And then afterwards, they give us ice cream at lunch. Um, and uh, dinner, each meal has been... A celebration of Mexico of a special part of Mexican culture where they come out and they say, This is the region of Mexico it's from, and here's how we make it, and this is a lime soup, and this is a uh, there's so many, so many dishes down. I've made of fresh tortillas that are layered and yeah. Wow. I've also had a half I've had half a mojito, Dan. Well. I'm and glad a lot of sun. such a nice morning. Dan from here, we can see the sea meet the sky. Every night we watch the sun dip down. We physically watch the curvature of the earth as it absorbs the sun and turns into a little half moon and then sinks below and the calm orange comes over the water. Yeah. Kill me. Says who? The podcast coming to you from sunny Mexico, the land of flowers and sea and and beautiful food and people and fresh and the air and the sweetness and fresh hot tortillas. It's also a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. Mexico is a coping strategy. I bet. You should what temperature is it there, Dan? Introduce yourself, maybe. What's 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 the temperature? It's 39 and sunny, and it might as well be fucking summer here. We're wow, like, this that's is great. amazing. Wow. Theoretically, tomorrow it's going to get above 40 degrees, and we that's are amazing. thrilled. Yeah, it's 80 here, um, mm. but with a nice, uh, my hair's a little tangled from being out on the boat. 
So, you know, I've got the, but it's a very full of, of a uh, spray from the Pacific. So that's a little tangled. Yeah. Well, it's great to see you. Yeah, it's great to you see you. You look very relaxed. What do you mean? Lauren looks like she's gonna just kind of drift off at any moment. She's just kind I of have had... just kind of floating there. Yeah. Welcome to my room. So this, this my is room your is. your room behind yeah. you. That is that a bed behind you? I'll move. Yes. Oh wow. That's our okay, bed. So I'm this staring our... at a at like a That's white sofa area. wall. Mm-hmm. The, don't rotate it too much. I feel like. Things always happen. No, nope, it'll be fine. Computer. Oh, there's also like a futon. Yeah, that's a like a bed area. And this is our, I'm going to take you on a little tour, Dan. Oh, right boy. out here. People, this is 100% going to end up cutting off. I know you it. You see that out yeah. there? You have an outdoor futon as well. And a pool. There are a lot of beds. So you can swim from that part. And you just kind of keep swimming to the main pool. You have to kind of go over a rock, but so yeah. Yep. There she just room. dropped off. The be- the bathroom. What a shock. Uh oh. I'm shocked uh-oh. and surprised there that you got cut off. Who could have well, guessed? The- yeah, so that's our outdoor area. Um we can always hear running water because the ru- the water runs all between the buildings, and so there's always this stream that goes by. Yeah. I have a little desk. This is a little desk in here. Can you can you point your microphone slightly more toward your mouth? What? Kind of, there oh, like this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a and it's a giant. Incre- it's like a the half of this room. There's like another one of these. That's a bathroom. It's nuts. Wow. So yeah, it's much bigger than anything we have. And Maureen Most. is wearing like some kind of sun frock or like yeah, a, or like a swim cover. It's like a romper, Dan. It's a romper. It's like a romper. Yeah. It's a summer romper. Dan, can I tell you what I was looking at before uh before we came here? Yeah. Okay, there's a new planner. And it's I think it's different from the others, Dan. And I really think this one I need. Oh no. Yeah. It's you different. were looking at planners? Yeah. I thought you would cut this. I thought you would cut the I thought you would kick the habit. This one's different. Oh no. This one's different. Okay. It has a month. You can see the whole, all it basically is, is a monthly calendar that has flip pages that have like half pages for the week and the day that you can see the month the whole time. That's basically all it is. And that's all I've ever wanted is to be able to see the month in a calendar and have a little page next to it. So it's really not that crazy. Okay. It's my birthday coming up. Maybe I'll get it for my birthday. I'll be like, this is my birthday present to myself. birthday is coming up. And this is how I know. Yeah. Because today... The internet showed me something, and I went, that is a great present from Maureen Johnson. And then my brain, which has been frantic all day, furiously went, crawled up from the depths and was all, her birthday's coming up soon. So I have ordered something. Oh, Dan, you didn't. But I. But what if I just got a little planner? I mean, you could get a planner. I could get one. I don't. This is the I thing, though. Everyone is currently... Yelling at their iPods. Nobody has an iPod anymore. Because they've all been down this road with you before. Do you want a Topo Chico? I would love a Topo Chico. Thank you. The the food here is real good, Dan. I bet. Oh, that's the whole point of the writing retreat. I'm very, very lucky to be here. But like everything gets done. Like you just the first. And I have to say that the last yesterday and today have been totally different from the other days. Because the other days I was in deadline the whole time. So I would wake up. Set up and go. So hold on. Put yeah. A pin in it. Let's yeah. back up here. Sure. You have turned in your book. I turned it in on Sunday night. Congratulations, Maureen Johnson. By being here and doing nothing else but like starting at 730 in the morning. Yeah. And stopping at like 637 at night. Yeah. And working my way through chunks, chunk by chunk and just setting up outside. Just making my station and going. Yeah. It, uh, it got done. So I'm very lucky to be here. And then yesterday, I just kind of, these, these today, yesterday, today, and tomorrow are my like days off. And then we fly home on Thursday. That's amazing. So I'm trying to do as much vacating as possible. You better vacate. 
So I, I looked at some planners. That's you know, not I went vacation. Through, I went through my Kindle. I sent some work emails. Like, it's still work, you know. None of these things are vacation except for the thing where you watched whales learn to swim. That sounds like oh, vacation. They, they teach their babies. Yeah, they teach their babies, Dan. Oh, boy. They teach them how to, like, put their, they're like, and this is how you use your tail this way. And But, Dan, let's begin at the start of this trip. Okay. Because it wouldn't be a Maureen trip. Yeah. Until. Mm-hmm. So, 5.30 p.m. the night before we leave, because we're leaving yeah. at 4 a.m. the next morning. I'm minding my own goddamn business. I'm in the kitchen. I'm heating up the leftovers for our, like, our last dinner before we go. And I'm just standing there. Then all of a sudden, yeah. I feel something hit my head. And then something else hit my head. And then there's this sound all around me of oh, like geez. shattering and madness. And I look down and I am in <sighs> a sea of glass. And I look down and there was just blood everywhere. And what had happened Perfect. is... A this is the night before you left. 5.30 p.m. Had, you before. had to wake up at like 4.30 in the morning to get to the Yeah, end. we had to leave at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. And all that happened was a Pyrex dish shifted in the closet above me, fell uh -huh. out, bounced off my head. Also, a mini food processor bounced off my head and shattered. Um, and then the Pyrex dish shattered on the floor. Giant knives of mm. glass sprung out and just punctured my foot. Just like... What junk. Just stand I want to point out I was just standing there. So that's I'm like, whoa, that's perfect. That, that's a lot of blood. And so I said, well, I'm clearly gonna have to go to urgent care. I'm probably gonna have to get that stitch shut. It's okay. So we go to urgent care and there's a like she's the woman in there is a former ER doc and she looks at it, she's like, Yeah, I just want to stitch that shut, but because it was glass, we have to make sure there's none in there. So we have to x-ray you. And I was like, okay. And like, okay. we have an x-ray here. I'm like, great. And they're like, but the guy's gone. <laughs> and so they looked at another location. And here's the thing, Dan. Here's the cool thing. Yeah. All urgent cares in New York close at like 6 p.m., except for one. That's smart. That closes at yeah. So that if anything happens to you, if you get cut after 6 p.m., you have to go to the ER. You have no other, well, nowhere else to go. Right. So I went I like over to the that ER. Because everyone always tells me how convenient. New York City is and how everything's open. It's a city that never sleeps. So that tracks. Dan, it's almost like it's a racket that's yeah. designed that instead of a $50 visit that doesn't take up a bed in an emergency room, yeah. you have to pay $500 Perfect. to have someone x-ray your foot and stitch it closed and be there for five hours. Okay. While so, people are like having heart attacks around you. You had a, a piece of Pyrex? Yeah. Fall and shatter on your foot. It shattered on the ground next to my foot, but it sprung like it pieces ah, flew all okay. over. So and it did not actually hit your foot. I think it at, did at a terminal velocity. I think it did as well, but because it was kind of sore, like something hit, hit it. But I just can't it, help but like you are so incredibly lucky that that did not break your foot. Like a foot is a fucking yeah. weak ass set of bones. Yeah, it didn't and break Pyrex my foot. Is hard. Also, a tiny food processor fell, bounced off my head, and hit the ground. With a blade in it? Uh, the blade was contained inside of its little... <laughs> Perfect. I had to turn the air on. Hold on, let's keep talking. I turned the air on. Ah, 80 degrees. Ryan's turning the air conditioning on right now. Because she's somewhere where that is a thing you need to do. Well, it's hot, Dan. It's hot. <sighs> I so for the first uh, seven days, I so I was at the ER until 11.30, got home, quickly threw the last things in, did a really wonky, because I ha had three more hours of printing and organizing the documents, and I just kind of printed it and just shoved all that shit in my suitcase, like, get in the suitcase. And then uh, we caught the plane next day. Plane was like weirdly empty. Okay. There was no one in the back of that plane. We got an aisle each. Wow. I stretched out, I had a sleep, then I went back and I made friends with the flight crew. And okay. so now we're like actually like friends and we were doing, we were talking about books and they're like, come back, talk to us, have coffee with us. So I was like hanging in the back of the plane and talking. Wow. And yeah. How did that pretty, happen? I just started, I, I was standing back there waiting for something and I heard them talking about a book and I leaned in like, hey, what's going on on this side? And then we just started talking and they're like, come and hang out with us. I'm like, there's all writers on here and here's all the books we've written and what do you want to know about? And we have book recommendations. And yeah. 
Wow. Just going around making friends, Dan. Look at you. Couldn't swim or get my foot wet for the first seven days. <laughs> because he had stitches? Yep. And they Did were they like, you are- Are they dissolved now or no, what? Is- no, they had to, a, a doctor came on Monday morning. Wow. You can, you can ask the, there's like a local service where the doctor will come out and see you. And the doctor wow. came and saw me next to the pool and took the stitches out and examined it. And they, uh, so yeah, I had like, and it was cheaper than having it done at home. <laughs> Have an actual doctor come to you, take the stitches out. It's pretty easy. I mean, like he looked at it, he's like, it's healed. I took so good, very good care of it. And then you better believe I was in that pool. I bet. I was in that pool, then. I was drinking a rum punch and I was like, do, do, do. So, Dan, has anything going on? Not really. Oh, great. Yeah. Because I have I a lot hear more of about your trip. <sighs> you know, watching the pattern, the softness of the waves and just being outside. So, were you we- on a boat with the whales or you were just shore, this- shore side? Well, we can see them from our, the house. Yeah. But we took a boat. So it was like wow. eight of eight of us took a boat. And it's just like a normal, you know, little boat with a motorboat. And they take yeah. you out and they can pull up and the whales are right next to you. And you watch them swimming. And I there's a video and I'm just sitting there right there as the tail comes up. And dolphins swam all around us. And dolphins came right up to us. Wow. Yeah. That, that is amazing. We saw some rare birds, but yeah, we saw we saw dolphins and we saw babies and mothers and learning. And they when the babies learn to jump, they get all excited and they keep doing it. And then they flap and they get really happy and they flap Aww. their tail around because they're so happy. What kind of were they? Humpback. Wow. They're humpbacks. Big boys. So they're about 40 feet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, they're about 40 feet. Yeah. You were in a boat. Yeah. But did anyone get boat sick? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I bet. I don't know anyone that's ever gone on a whale watching trip that isn't like, yeah, and then somebody got super sick. I don't know why, though, because it's really just like being on a boat. There wasn't particularly. It's It's not particularly choppy, though. Right. Some people just don't handle boats as as well as you do, Maureen. Captain Maureen. uh, Yeah, well, the sea is my mistress, you know? Yeah. And after this, I'm going to jump in that water right outside my room. Sounds nice. I'm going to swim from my room over the little ledge and then just swim up to the group. So I have seen whales one time when we were living in California. We went to Bodega Bay, California, which is actually where they filmed Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Mm. And you know what it looks just like? What? Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Like Wild. It looks exactly like it, the school is the same. Like the whole thing is the same. It's, it's creepy and weird. Uh, but there is this little inlet and whales love to come and chill there. So we got, we saw some whales, but we did not get in a boat. We did. We saw them from a good distance. We had some binoculars. Um, that's wild that you were in a boat. They were. Yeah, they were right next to us. We could that... see the markings on their fins. Wow. Yeah. Just stay. That sounds amazing. Dan, when we eventually build our commune. Yeah. Can we get whales? Can we live with whales? Look, we could do it in Mexico. As long as we're, some, we have to be able to just, just being able to be outside. Mm-hmm. Is the, being outside is, is just the curative for everything. Like it's just being outside fixes most problems. It's true. The other so, day. When uh, we have just been, and actually I can see through this, these non-opening windows in the basement that the sun is out right now. There has barely been any sun in the Chicago area for weeks and weeks and weeks now. There's been thick, dark cloud cover. And uh, the other day the sun came out and I just went and stood, and it was only out for like five minutes. And I just went outside and stood there for a minute because it felt good, even though it was like, 25 degrees. Well, then, hmm. I will say being in the sun, surrounded by trees and plants and flowers and green and the sound of the surf. And oh boy, actually, I can see a whale tail from here. Wow. Yeah, we see them kind of pop up. It's you could, you've gotten used to seeing their little, there's apparently about 900 whales out there. 
felt That's all whales. Incredible. There's so many. And at one point, the, they stop the boat and they lower a microphone so we can hear the whales in real time. Hear them like singing to each other. That was this morning, Dan. That is amazing. So, Dan. That's amazing. That's all that's going on. That's all that's going on. It's been great catching up. I mean, I have to say. talk to you later. 2024 is, you know, it's going pretty good. Is what? It's going good, Dan. You know what? I maybe I, maybe we were my, wrong my about 2024 it. Twenty twenty four is is shockingly good. Janice yeah, and I we were... were just talking about this. Like, so far everything is lined up pretty good. Yeah, it's weird. What if we were wrong about it? It's going to be a, just an amazingly smooth, easy. <laughs> I mean, here's what I would. Here's the here's the here's the counter that I might make to that. Mm. Perhaps. At least in 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 our personal slash professional lives, mm-hmm. things uh, things that we have been laying a lot of line out for, those fish are biting, right? Mm. Like, I firmly believe that everything that seems to be going pretty well for me right now in 2024 is due to multiple years of groundwork, you know. Mm. And uh, and it finally has uh, has lined up just right. So personally and professionally, maybe 2024 is going to be all right. Uh, it, the rest of the fucking world is a goddamn shit show. <sighs> There's that. There's no getting around that. There's just really not. An absolute fucking disaster show. <sighs> I was really trying to concentrate on the whales. I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, it is. Things are not great, I would say, uh, at all. In fact, just today, just today, it was found. This is Tuesday, by the way, folks listening. I know you're hearing this on Wednesday. And when I say today, it's confusing because I'm talking about yesterday. But work with me. Uh, Today it was found yet again that a president does not have absolute immunity from prosecution if Mm. they commit crimes as president. Mm. I know Mm. that this is surprising, but Donald Trump once again lost this argument. This has happened before. As the old, uh, as as, as Battlestar Galactica used to say, this will happen again. But it has been decided today, a three-judge panel of the U.S. Circuit Court or the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit has established once again, quote, at bottom, former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches of government. Presidential immunity against federal indictment would mean that, as to the president, the Congress could not legislate, the executive could not prosecute, and the judiciary could not review. We cannot accept that the Office of the Presidency places its former occupants above the law for all time thereafter. A real well, shock. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we one would hope, but you know. Quote, for the purpose of this criminal case, this is so this is a this is an this is a, a an appeal to get the January 6th uh, insurrection case by the federal government thrown out because of presidential immunity for the purpose of this criminal case. Former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. The panel wrote. Quote, but any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. This right. is an argument that he has made so many times and that he has lost every single time. Yeah. On this case in particular, they say, quote, we cannot accept former President Trump's claim that a president has unbounded authority to commit crimes that would neutralize the most fundamental check on executive power, the recognition and implementation of election results. 
nor can we sanction his apparent contention that the executive has carte blanche to violate the rights of individual citizens to vote and to have their votes count. So, uh, what now, Dan? Well, what now? So, last week, the judge that is overseeing this particular case, again, the January 6th election interference case, uh, which is supposed to have started in less than a month, March 4th. That judge, the the all work on this case has been on hold while this question of presidential immunity that everyone knew was going to come back as this is a bullshit argument. Um everything on that case has been on hold and it's been and the 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 this panel heard these arguments back in early january and and everyone's just been kind of sitting around being like well, what's what's taking so long well it took long enough that the judge has taken the case off of her calendar that came it came off her calendar last week for march 4th um and one might assume, okay, well, this decision has happened. You only took it off last week and things get rolling again. But uh, the judges have said that if he appeals to the Supreme Court, the case is still on hold until the judge, until the Supreme Court hears it. Though if they only appeal it to the full DC circuit, then the case can be restarted while they wait for a hearing. I'm completely unclear why those two things are the way they are, but assume that this is going to the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court either can say, no, we're not going to hear this and just throw it. And then it goes back uh, to to the judge and it could theoretically restart. If they are actually going to hear the case, then they have to decide, are they putting this in their normal calendar or are they going to do some kind of expedited thing? Who knows? They have already decided that presidents don't have immunity for everything yes when they turned his taxes over so which was when years ago hmm. years ago now because that was shit that was that was that was shit during like impeachment stuff um but this is you know that this is the thing right this the the main purpose of this has never been that this will get tossed because there is, I don't think there is a single legal expert that isn't in the pocket of Donald Trump or a fucking moron or both, I guess <laughs> that thinks this is a winning argument that thinks right. that the argument that a president can do whatever they want while in office and after <laughs> and that they can be immune from anything. That, that, that a president could invite uh, a, 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 the he a head of state from another country to the White House that they don't like and just stab them in the heart and that that would, okay, yeah, well, sorry, presidential immunity. It is just uh, at every possible level, it is a fucking stupid argument. And they know that. Because the main purpose has always been delaying this case and they have succeeded in that now. Mm. We don't know when or if this case will get restarted. It certainly now seems that it is not starting in less than a month. Um, and so now it falls to the next case on the on on Trump's criming train is uh, the not particularly compelling New York uh, New York case, the Stormy Daniels case. Also, this week, at any point, really, we could be getting the New York judgment in terms of whether or not he can continue doing business in New York and whether or not he yeah. has to pay like three hundred million dollars. Or yeah, that's been a weird one that it that that decision hasn't come through yet. Did we have we talked Maureen Johnson since the Eugene Carroll case came the the decision came through where he has to pay uh, eighty three million dollars to Eugene Carroll for defamation? I don't think we have. I I thought we did, but maybe we had recorded and then that came through. Yeah, there have been a few different r renditions, but I'm I'm pretty sure we have not recorded since uh, since that giant ass number came through, and and 
now we are waiting on the final decision of the New York fraud case. Again, both of these are civil cases, right? Not criminal cases. Um, and that fraud case is expected to be in the 250 to $350 million range. So right. this man is going to be on the hook for $400, $500 million, most likely, in the last few weeks. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Wow. I read something that he does not have that much cash. No, so, probably not at this point. Yeah. So that that will be interesting to see how that plays out. But like they're also they're going to appeal shit and stuff. like So, you know, their whole thing, like his legal strategy for his entire life has been to delay and delay and delay and delay until people give up, essentially. That's their legal strategy. That's always been his legal strategy. Well, what? when do we expect that? Because it sounded like it was a potential of coming last week. And then yeah, the judge. It, it seems like, like it. Like, I'm not sure what the judge is waiting for. It's not a jury trial. Remember? No. Right. Like, it's just the judge who Trump had a fucking shit fit at the end of that trial. Like, it's not. I no, I don't know that anyone could say why it's taking so long. But unless he's we... like, unless he's writing each number down by hand, and he's getting like two hundred fifty. If you wrote two hundred fifty million by hand, right. it would take a while. Now, Dan, that means that a lot of what's happened in the last couple of weeks. So he's lost. He's lost. Well, he lost the initial case with Eugene Carroll. It proves that she he sexually assaulted her. Yeah. An applause, not only to E. Jean Carroll for her bravery, but to that jury for their bravery. I mean, yep. that took some guts. And so, fucking good on them. So he's in the hole for about $80 million to her. Uh, he very, it, things don't seem good with the whole other New York thing. So if he may have to shut down his New York businesses and owe a couple more hundred million. Yep. Then... At any, you know, this he's lost today. They said he, you know, this crazy case of yeah. presidential immunity. It's been revoked. You know, that one, that yeah. one that we've been talking about. He lost that one. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. And as you just said, so I really, that's why I need this new planner, Dan, because I need to really keep track of, you know, all these things. So many things. There are a lot of things. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, keep in mind. This man just keeps winning elections. Sure. He's a winner. <laughs> he's he's a winner. He's done a lot of losing in the first of like, that's, you know, that's another thing about in the first weeks of January, he has done an awful lot of losing. Yeah. So much losing. Uh, so again, when is the, when is the uh, suspect uh, expected start of Stormy Daniels? Uh, the 20th or thereabouts of March. Okay. And that's also New York. Yeah, that, that is, that is not a federal, that is, that is a criminal case, but it is a New York case. It is not a federal case. Another fun time in lower Manhattan for us. Um, yeah. Far out. And did I, did I mention I had half a mojito earlier? <laughs> About a lot of sun, you know, being out on the water. And... That sounds nice. And he's that just losing. Nice. I'm trying, you know what I'm trying to do, Dan? I'm trying to pull an all summer in the in a day kind of a situation where I'm trying to drink in between like between yesterday and through tomorrow all of the sun and like like I'm gonna try to take all of this in and hold it. Because I'm gonna need to feed on it the whole year. The whole yeah. year, Dan. But I also will tell you well, I was I mean, on Expedia. You go somewhere nice at some point else in the year? Uh this is sort of our vacation, Dan. This is this okay. is kind of it. And uh, although you know, we will we go back to England to see family. You know, that's it's always nice. But you know, we do our family our family stuff. But Dan, I was pricing out and looking at places to stay in Disney World during the election. Oh yeah, I was doing our initial our initial re reconnaissance. So you know, I hope you're uh, I hope you're ready to. I hope you took me seriously. I, I took you literally and seriously. All right. 
Okay. What was the thing that they kept saying in 2016 about Donald Trump that you shouldn't take him literally, but you should take him serious? I can't remember. That was such bullshit. It was so long ago, Dan. It was a long time ago. We didn't know nothing. We were just little babies. We're so dumb. We were just little babies. Speaking of Stormy Daniels, I just saw that uh, that Olivia Nuzzi, who we had on the podcast at one point, indeed we did. Yes, is uh, is she? She kind of owned the um, Four Seasons Total Landscaping story, and and mm. then that like wrote a big story for that, and then turned that into. Uh, a documentary and now she is like executive producing a soon to be released documentary about Stormy Daniels. Tremendous. Called Stormy. Tremendous. Tremendous. Can I tell you about a television show, Maureen? Yes. That I think will be up your alley and I'm surprised, I will be surprised to learn if you have not seen it. All right. I'll take your challenge. Slow horses. Fuck Dan, 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 I lead. Just just my chair. Dan, I lead a slow horse's forward existence. I have read seven, six or seven of the novels. Wait, these are I've, books? Oh, yeah, they're books. Um, I didn't know these were books. Oh, yeah, they're books. And there's, I think, let's see, Joe, Joe Country, and then I think Slough House might be number seven, because I've read up to Joe Country. Um Maybe I haven't. I've read the first, at least the first six. Wow. Um, yes, they're great. And the show is a fucking masterpiece. The show is incredible. So the, here's what's great about Soul Horses. The premise is that in MI5, which is like the CIA of, of or the FBI of England, uh, if you are a fuck up, you go to this place called Slough House which is run by a guy named Jackson Lamb, who in the show is played by Gary uh, Busey or Sinise. I always get no, them wrong. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, okay. Busey, Sinise. Oh, Busey, very different. Sorry, half Marino. So <laughs> I would love to see Gary Busey play a bit. <laughs> I mean, the show is already pretty spectacular, but that would be exciting. But Gary Oldman is astonishingly good. And so they are, I love a group of misfits. So this is a group yep. of misfits. And there is one guy in it who's competent. Here's what's great. One of the lead guys was competent, but he got fucked over by somebody yeah. and made to look incompetent. So he's been placed in with the slow horses, even though he's really good at his job. And he's a really like gung-ho, always tries to like run and save everybody. And he gets yeah. fucked at every turn. And he makes the greatest like defeated face. He looks like Kermit the Frog when he's like, <laughs> you know, and he got, it's so, and it's just the look on his face of knowing that no matter what he does, he's fucked. And yeah. it is hilariously funny, but it's also a fantastic, I love a spy show. I got a yeah. real spot for a spy drama. So it is, it's the best show on television by far it's right so now. It's so good. I we think. just started watching it uh, this week. Yeah. And uh, holy cow, we, we are suddenly in a situation that is very rare around these parts where we have three different shows that we're watching all at the same time. Because now we're watching Slow Horses, which thankfully there are multiple seasons on, so we don't have to keep Yes, waiting. there's three right now. We are watching uh, True Detective Season 4, which is mm. very good and very creepy. And then, uh, have you been watching Death and Other Details? No, what's that? Oh, Maureen Johnson. What? It's a mystery on a boat. Starring Mandy Patinkin. Oh, it sort of looks like a Knives Off ripped out. Yes, it 100% looks like a Knives Out ripoff. It was definitely, that was the initial pitch was Knives Out on a boat and it's Mandy Patinkin. All right. Uh, But it's really good. We're not mad about it. No, it is is very, very good as well. So now we're suddenly juggling all these shows. That is the thing about these retreats is that not only are we working, but we spend all like whenever we're eating meals or hanging out, we're always, always, always talking about story, like always talking about craft, always talking about just stuff we love. All like we're never not talking about this. Yeah. So like story mechanics or what we love or, you know, just 
and I was I was going forth on my love of slow horses, which is uh, the best thing going right now. It is so good. It it I is really so good. I really love a I really love a gang of misfits. The Gary Oldham character is a masterpiece. Yes, his name is Jackson Lamb, and he the backstory is that he was he's a master spy. But he is disgusting. Like he's he's so gross. He's it so is amazing gross. how gross he is. He he's pretty much always farting. Yeah, and he's we very. Ha- we are we are in episode. We tonight we will watch episode five of season one. So we are very close to the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in episode three. He had a line about taking a shit. That was yeah. among the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my entire life. But don't be and, put off because I'm I'm very sensitive to like gross scatological stuff. It's not like you can totally it's fine. Like it's oh yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it is the way they have embodied his character and the way yes. he plays his character is truly remarkable. Yeah, he's like I mean that's exactly how he's in the book. He's he's, but the thing is that you and he's very slovenly. Like his clothes are gross. He's always got holes in his socks. He's mean to his staff. Like he's so terrible to them. Yeah. Um, but the thing is also that he's one of the best spies in the UK. Like you, everyone knows that he's disgusting and a monster, but he will, if you mess with his people, he'll like, he'll sort of act like he's not going to do anything about it. And then he just kind of shows up. Yeah. And it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's really good. And all the slow horses have a backstory of like what happened to them to make them end up. Yeah. At Slow House. And they go, they they cycle through. Like there's there's people that come in and out of of, of Slow House as it goes on. So as as like I said, I'm on book six. So I've seen a whole bunch of uh, you know, sort of the ins and outs of what what happens. Um but it's the the books are a lot of fun. They're really good spy stories. So, but about idiots. Because yeah. they're kind of good, like they're not completely idiots. They're all just kind of misfits that aren't aren't really up to MI5 standards. <laughs> but like somehow they got in, but they're not like super great at it. But when yeah. you team them up, they 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 do kind of get the job done. But they're kind of like they're just either too enthusiastic or not enthusiastic enough. Like there's one that comes in who has anger issues and a wild cocaine habit, <laughs> so she gets real punchy. <laughs> there's one that just everybody he's there just because everybody hates him <laughs> so you know they've either messed up they've like left materials on trains they've like they've just done lots of weird stuff yeah uh and so yeah i haven't given yourself the treat of slow horses do so i'm also oh god i can't remember the name of it. it's the new harlan coven eight part I, a lot i mix up a lot of the, those series names but um okay something don't tell or it's the new one. It's got Joanna Lumley in it. It's great. And the guy who plays the detective in it is uh, just one of my favorite actors ever. So it's the new Harlan Coben. I'm sorry for forgetting the name, but I put it all on my iPad for the plane. So I was like, and I've been watching it like in dribs and drabs since I've been yeah. here. So I'm going to fill my, I'm going to fill my iPad back up for the flight home, direct flight home, go. And then I immediately go home have the night to unpack them the next day on a train to Philadelphia. Mm, perfect. Pick up perfect. the dog, spend a couple days with the parents. What a nice way to undo that vacation glow. Just kind of come home, make sure all the plants aren't dead, take in the mail, water the plants, dump everything out. They also do my laundry here. every day. Wow. They just do our laundry. They just wash our clothes. Yeah. And every day you come back and like your clothes have been washed and folded. Then it's the, which is nice because we just got a message from our building it says, oh, by the way, something just happened in the laundry room. It's going to be out of commission for six to eight weeks. Oh. So we don't have a laundromat right now in our building. Um, remember, but they said, but. Remember how every few weeks you're, the, the universe sends you a message? However, Dan, they did say that to make up for this, they're going to let us into the building next door and use their laundry room, which mm. will be free for the whole duration. So, which is nice because, you know, a load of laundry in New York when between washer and dryer, that's like, I don't know, eight bucks, seven, eight bucks. 
So it's going to be free, but it's also going to be super crowded and all the washers are going to be taken up all the time. So the fact that I'm like, quickly, get all our clothes washed, like everything you use, everything, Oscar, all the laundry, we're going to all the laundry washed because we don't have a washing machine anymore. But luckily I have my bins. So as long as you have your bins, oh you're never out of laundry. That's right, everybody. Remember to get your bins because, you know, technology will let you down, water will let you down and stuff, but your bin's never going to let you down. That's, that's true. And that's going to take me to my mindfulness moment for this. Oh, no. Hello, everyone from Mexico, where I have to admit things are a little bit better than the average. Don't worry, I'll be back in the shit in no time. However, while I'm here, I want to tell you about the beauty of nature and the wonderful things you can absorb while you're watching a mother whale teach a baby whale, a tiny baby whale, an itsy bitsy tiny teeny baby whale that's still bigger than you, but he's little compared because he's a whale. And he's, he's, then the mother says, this is how you flip your flipper. And then the baby goes, oh, I can do that. Look at me, flip, 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 flip. And then they get so excited, they bounce out of the water and then they go, yay. You can almost hear them like a little bubble going, yay, wee, ooh, yeah. And then if the, if the baby's in danger, it swims under the mother and the mother wraps her dorsal fins around it in an embrace. Think if only if we took care of the beauties of nature. Think of all that we have. Think of all the blessings of nature that are exactly perfect, exactly as they are. The fish in the sea, the birds in the trees, the flowers, the things that bloom, the things that crawl. That raccoon we saw in the living room the other night, even him, he was cute, he was a baby. All of these things are so perfect and we destroy them. Why? I mean, the earth is burning. We know this. It's all burning. So, you know, that's not great. So uh, take a minute to, uh, I don't know, uh, live, laugh, love, I guess. And uh, it's, uh, it's okay to say rosé and uh, turn that frown upside down, I guess. Uh, you know, and because, uh, you know, it's all burning up and it's not getting better. Uh, and, you know, the most of the climate uh, things that they, you know, there's the kind of false promises or, you know, putting a Band-Aid on a, on a major surgical incision, you know what I mean? As someone who just had a lot of blood on the ground, that's not going to help, you know? So uh, uh, take it where you can get it. And if you see a flower, sniff it, even if it's got a bug in it and it goes up your nose, it's still nature and it's probably better than whatever else is going because it's, it's, it's now February 2024 and, um, the, you know, we're at the top of the water slide where you can see the ground and all the ground around the theme park where it's like, oh, wow, there's a road over there. And then you can see the theme park and all looks real small, but also you like, you see the mall in the distance and stuff. And then you're like, wow, look at that. And, you're like, ah! and then you go down and you're like, ah! and it's so steep, steeper than you thought. And it's going down and down and down. And you're like, did they really safety check this thing? What's in this water? It's probably all full of Band-Aids and stuff. And then before you know it, you're crashing down into the cold, cold pool of awareness uh, that's all full of chlor it's chlorinated for shit. So don't worry about that. You're probably not going to get some sort of waterborne disease, but it's a real rude awakening when you get the bottom. Cause that is a fast slide. And 2024 is going to be a fast slide. So enjoy your time in the top, appreciate nature and remember whales. Wow. Did you feel better? Uh, sure. Says who is made possible by you. Whales. And whales, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. Who wouldn't want it? Uh, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, uh, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. That's why. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Threads. At says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. You can email at hey at, uh, at it's H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who Discord, whatever you do. 
Spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday. Hmm. Ah, the 14th Valentine's Day. That's right. Won't that be romantic? I will probably, possibly still be in Philadelphia. Almost certainly. You can join us then for our next episode from my basement in Chicago where it is cold. I am Dan Sinker. And from a place of of sun, of... It's not so much the sand, it's the... The broken bits of shells, the stories, the rocks. I found an amazing shell today, Dan. It's a beautiful pink red and something lived in it, Dan. And just makes you think, you know? I'm going to order this planner. Okay. Do it. It's a little bit expensive. I mean, you're worth it. It's your birthday. Well, Go it's going to be my... Flash out. It's not like crazy. It's not like a, It's not like $100 or so. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a, just a... Nice planner. I'm going to plan out my stuff in it. Okay. Because it's basically a calendar. It's basically a calendar, you know? Yeah. I'm sure it will solve what you need. How dare you? How dare you? I'm serious. I'm sure it will solve what you need. (laughs) God damn it, Dan. God damn it, Dan. You can't take this from me. Dan, you can't take this from me. You can get it. It will will help. Dan, I figured it out. You've, You've done it. You God have damn it, Dan. solved your planner riddle. Well, goodbye. I'm going to go back outside now. I haven't worn shoes in a week. Oh, this has been Says Who. Dan, I, I smell lightly of suntan lotion. Maybe a little bit of salt. Got that salt on my lips from the spray, you know? Mm, yeah. Gonna go back outside now, Dan, where get in the pool, maybe have a daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs>